Happy Friday, everybody. How are you doing? The home of free speech. Have you heard that slogan before? You probably have. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. You see, that slogan belongs to GB News, the UK-based media organisation that has housed some truly great thinkers and political commentators over time, like Nigel Farage, Nana Aku, Jacob Rees-Mogg, Lawrence Fox, Deacon Calvin Robinson, and others. But recently, however, it has come under fire for its treatment of... Are you ready? You ready for the irony? Free speech and censorship. That is correct. GB News really is in the spotlight right now after they suspended both Lawrence Fox and Dan Wooten the week before last after Lawrence made comments in relation to a female journalist named Ava Evans that had been described as, quote, totally unacceptable, misogynistic and even vile. So what on earth did he say? Well, why listen to me when you could just take a look? We're past the watershed, so I can say this. Um, show me a single self-respecting man that would like to climb into bed with that woman ever, ever, who wasn't an incel, who wasn't a cucked little incel. That little woman has been fed, spoon-fed oppression day after day after day after day, starting with the lie of the gender uh, uh, wage gap. And she sat there and I'm going like, if I met you in a bar and that was like sentence three, chances of me just walking away are just huge. We need powerful, strong, amazing women who make great points for themselves. We don't need these sort of feminist 4.0. They're pathetic and embarrassing. Who'd want to shag that? Oh, Lawrence. Well, look, she... Sorry, Sorry. I, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to provide a, a touch of balance from her because she did actually respond to this earlier today, saying that she regretted her comments, but she didn't apologize. Uh, yes. So 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 there you go. No, <laughs> and she's a very beautiful woman, Lawrence. Very beautiful. woman. There you go. Oh my goodness, how vile, how utterly awful and misogynistic and sexist, or could we be blowing this out of proportion a little? Well, of course, the controversial part of that statement was the phrase, quote, who would want to shag that, which is indeed an offensive character assassination. Nobody is denying that it wasn't the right thing to say, that it was an offensive thing to say. But what was the context? Because context really does matter. Who is Ava Evans? Well, she is that woke journalist that you've probably seen on Piers Morgan quite a bit. She writes articles and columns for the publisher Joe. And in this clip, Lawrence is essentially responding to her comments in relation to feminism, male suicide, and whether or not she would support Rishi Sunak, the British MP, or PM, I apologise, appointing a minister for men. To support men, considering, you know, the crisis and suicide rates among, you know, young males, there really is a crisis there, and support male mental health, you know, considering there is already a minister for women called the Minister for Women and Equalities. But Ava clearly doesn't support equality because she did not support this idea of a minister for men because it, quite frankly, threatens the modern-day feminist and leftist equity narrative to admit that men struggle too. So she essentially dismissed it at every turn. Take a look. 
MP New Role would champion issues such as reducing male suicide. Mm. Would that be something you'd be in favour of? Well, what's interesting about that is the hostility it sometimes faces whenever it comes up. I saw a programme where there was like a feminist academic and a Lib Dem MP, and they were so hostile to this idea. And I thought, if you if you flipped those things, i.e. that it's the biggest cause of death for men under 50 is suicide, men are less likely to go to the doctors, you know, men are less likely to maintain friendships. If that was for women, we'd often look at, well, why is society making that happen? Whereas with men, the argument is often, why are they doing that to themselves? So I, I, I'm not, like, totally wedded to the idea, but the hostility towards the idea, I find it, it instructive. Ava? I think that it feeds into the culture a little bit, this Minister for Men argument. Like, In my mind, I think there should be a Minister for Mental Health, which would be all-encompassing. I mean, you've got something like 7 million children waiting for prescriptions for mental health at the moment. It's a crisis that's endemic throughout the country, not specific to men. And I think, you know, a lot of ministers kind of bandy this about to sort of... I'm sorry, but make an enemy out of women, I think. Not you, and I don't think your book well, I, is. I, I don't, no, but I, I think don't, Sunak... I don't accept that. I don't think it is to make an enemy. If we looked at during COVID, men were more, literally more likely to die... Um, from COVID, and I don't really want to cast myself as, as a meninist or one of these guys from sure. the manosphere, because that's not who I am. But I do find it interesting that sometimes the arguments tend to throw it but back. But who was doing all on... the work during COVID? You know, a lot of the time, if you looked into people's households, it was the women who were taking on the laundry, the school, uh, the school care, all but, of that. But, but all, as, I'm not disputing any of that. What well, I'm saying that there are specific issues that men face that might warrant specific attention. I mean, literally. The biggest killer of, of men under 50 is suicide. That is an arresting statistic. And if that doesn't warrant specific attention, mental health is an umbrella issue. I have to say that is also because women are unsuccessful. That is a lot of, that is, feeds into that statistic. But it, feel, it feels like, it just doesn't feel like you've got any space for this idea that men might have unique challenges that face them. I- yeah, so that is her. And perhaps Lawrence has a right to be angry considering the heartless way she addresses the issue being discussed and diminishes how severe it really is. Whether his comments on the home of free speech were acceptable and justified or not is, of course, up for debate. I actually think they were pretty unacceptable comments against her character, which have rightfully made her feel uncomfortable. But he has since apologised after Ava explained how uncomfortable they did make her and some threats she has since faced, which is obviously wrong. But I initially assumed that GB News were just suspending the presenters temporarily so they wouldn't offend Ofcom, which is basically George Orwell's Ministry of Truth, who supposedly regulate journalists. In other words, they choose what is true and what isn't like a ministry of truth but it seems this is not the case as gb news have supposedly concluded their investigation and have indeed fired both lawrence fox and deacon calvin robinson and their investigation into dan wooten continues what was the crime of robinson you might be wondering what thought crime did he commit well that is a wonderful question it was indeed his support of Lawrence Fox's right to an opinion and his criticism of GB News that got his employment terminated alongside Lawrence's. Yes, the home of free speech is silencing voices, not only who say offensive things on their platform, but who merely criticise their platform. The home of free speech. Whatever your thoughts on Lawrence's comments themselves or how they were potentially too far or whether or not you thought Ava asked for them is irrelevant 
because it is the duty, the moral duty, in my opinion, because guess what? We're all entitled to one of every single GB News presenter to pledge their support of free speech and to attack the organisation for its contradictory nature as controlled opposition. I know they have families to feed, but they should also have, which we're discussing a lot today, moral standards. And we should, in my opinion, all be boycotting. And we have been. GB News views have been at an all-time low. And this is because people have had enough of their mouths being taped shut by the establishment and their speech silenced. We have had enough of it. I actually believe that a recent tweet from Lawrence sums the whole situation up very effectively. He said, quote, Interesting that we have now demarciated acceptable public discourse in 2023. Saying you want to, quote, gas the Jews is absolutely fine. Saying you don't want to shag someone is eternal damnation. I struggle to see how ordinary society can hold together with these wildly inconsistent moral codes. Whether he is right or wrong for the comments he made, the response to his comments has been outrageous. Dignity and values is what is needed now more than ever. Independent thought is what is needed now more than ever. It is time to get real on that. Calling GB News the home of free speech is like calling Hamas friendly mercenaries. It is an oxymoron by its very nature. Anyway, speaking of moral values and codes, let's take a trip to the wonderful US of A, where governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis is cracking down on one of the greatest violations of moral codes and of God's will, which is paedophilia. That is right, House Bill 1297 was signed in May by DeSantis and went into effect last Tuesday, meaning that the death penalty is now an optional punishment for child rapists. Now, it is beautiful to see DeSantis actually enforcing the law. To anyone watching who lives in the UK, I'm sure you would agree that we see sex offenders get off scot-free every single day, constantly, and it is wonderful, therefore, to see DeSantis ensuring that they will be heading straight for where they belong, which is the fiery pits of hell. Strangely, though, some people feel this is immoral, which I am so interested by. I am intrigued. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below, because I actually ran a poll on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it on whether or not child rapists should be castrated. And I've had around 20 votes, with 86% voting for yes, but 14% voting No, because they say it is immoral to remove the penis of a child rapist. Now, this seems so incredibly strange to me. Maybe this is just the way my hormones work, the way my emotions work, because it it just seems obvious to me that you give away your right to be treated with respect when you rape a child. So it acts as a punishment to remove the penis of child rapists. But more importantly, above all of that, it protects further children from being violated by such maniacs who so often do get off on parole. But no longer in Florida will they be getting off on parole. As DeSantis issued a statement himself saying that, quote, on Twitter, Florida's law allowing the death penalty for child rapists is now in effect. The minimum sentence for life is life without parole. 
In Florida, anyone who harms children in such a horrific way will never walk three. And wow, thank God for that. So while this doesn't mean that all child rapists will be put to death, some will. And any and all convicted will at least, at least spend life in prison and will no longer be a threat to our ordered society and most importantly to innocent vulnerable children and that is all i have to say about that please let me know your thoughts down below because that is all the time we have left today i'm afraid my friends so i will see you on monday for a brand new episode episode 17 i believe at 9 p.m british standard time on x formerly twitter youtube spotify amazon music and apple Podcasts. thank you so much keep rooting for true free media independent media and your freedom thank you so much have a beautiful weekend because we all deserve one